0: Ever since I can remember, I've had a hard time with death. Of course, we all do. But for many of us, the mere word causes discomfort. It makes us feel sad, hurt, alone, and it puts the fear of God in us. That's if you believe in God. We all have lost someone or know someone that has. It is painful when you have to accept that you'll never see that person that you love so much again. As many of you know, I lost my mom earlier this year and I hurt like hell. And once in a while, I have, um, I have some bad days because I'm still working through those emotions, but I am learning acceptance. The truth is that I've avoided the topic of death for most of my life. I found it terrifying. Mm-hmm. It's this idea of an end, a finality of a life. And I've always asked myself, where do we go? What happens when we die? What, will it, what would it feel like to die? And where does our spirit go? More and more, I'm realizing that the fear comes from the unknown. Mm. And I think the more we talk about it, maybe we'll not necessarily feel better about it, but maybe less afraid. In this episode, we're going to get real about death and dying and coming close to death. If you have reservations, you may want to save this episode for a little later. But if you are brave enough to listen, hopefully it offers comfort and healing. To help me explore the delicate topic, I've invited one of my favorite people. (laughs) She's an award-winning host and media personality, and she is amazing. She's also an AMBI winner, award winner for Dying for Sex podcast, which is one of my favorite podcasts until this day. Today, she is here because she has a new podcast, ironically called Near Death.
1: Welcome, beautiful Nikki. (laughs) How are you? I am so, well, first of all, what a beautiful intro. Thank you for that. And I have to say, I am just... So incredibly sorry for the loss of your mom, but she's here. Like we, she's bringing all this together, right? Like she's she's around. So, oh, I just got the chills. So even though her life has ended, I feel like she's going to find really cool spiritual ways to always let you know she's around. So I just I wanted to say I'm really sorry. Losing anybody is difficult, but losing your mother is a whole a whole different layer of loss. And so I've just, I've been thinking about you a lot and I'm really sorry.
0: Thank you. Um, okay. Don't do this to me. Make me I laugh. Know. Don't make me cry. Okay. So let's um, talk about death. Crying is guys, <laughs> crying. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. oh my gosh. Okay. I don't know whether to laugh, cry or what right now. Yes. Everything. Um, and, and by the way, I just want to share guys, crying is okay it's actually cathartic it's you know it's it's a way of release and it's okay and I I'm a crier and I think everyone who listens to this episode uh, to this show has seen me cry at some point or other
1: that's a sign of a good um, host, by the way because you're like (laughs) letting people in on who you really are which is one of my favorite things to do in storytelling it's like I don't know life is really messy and sometimes it's beautiful and sometimes it is a traumatic disaster and you don't get one without the other. You have to have them both. So I was hoping when we started to create the show Near Death, my goal was, which is exactly what you said when you were talking about your mom, is that it's never going to feel comfortable. But hopefully we can make people feel less alone and less afraid. And that, you know, um when you're grieving, like sometimes like like you'll drop something and then you'll just lose your shit, right? Because it's that dropping of something unleashes all the grief and the pain that you've been holding on. You're like, why am I, you know, crying about a, a broken mug? And you're not crying about the broken mug. You're crying about your broken heart. So I hope in near death, if you just kind of show up every week and do a little mini like grief moment, you're kind of like naturally letting the air out of the balloon. So it doesn't ever get so tight that it feels like it wants to explode. Plus we laugh and we drink martinis. So you get to do that.
0: Absolutely. <laughs> and, you know, and, and I do want, I, I don't want to, um, I want to talk a little bit about death. Um, mm-hmm. You've lost people that you love so much. Um, your dad, Molly. Yeah. Um, and you were with Molly when she passed. Yeah. She was a dear friend. And I, I I know how much you loved her. I could feel it in every single episode. And one of the hardest parts I think about when we lose someone is, and you've spoken about it, it's this surrender, it's this letting go. Yeah. And it sort of becomes about us about our pain. Mm -hmm. So I wanted to ask you, how did you get to a place where you got to that surrender? How Mm. long did it take? What you know, what helped you accept it? Just if you can speak a little bit about that, because I think that's so hard for most of us. It's such a us.
1: beautiful question. You know, it's interesting because with Molly, I think what helped to make the surrender not so um, tragic. I don't even know what to use it. it. made it not so abrupt is that we were, I'm going to cry. Just thinking about this is that every conversation that we had up to her passing was Sort of peeling the onion of that surrender. We were surrendering together, and that doesn't always happen when someone dies. You don't get the luxury. Someone might have Alzheimer's and they don't know who you are. Someone might get in a horrible car accident. And you don't get that luxury. But with Molly, we had the luxury, which I can't even believe. You know, looking back, it was such a luxury. But it, you know, you don't use the word luxury and death usually in the same. Sentences, but we we were able to surrender together. And so, within this podcast that I'm doing with Reverend Peggy, who was actually there also helping Molly die, is how I met her. The idea of surrendering is if you get the time to be with someone when they're dying and you get to have conversations and you get to have these sort of um, really deep moments, that will help. I think, I think that will help the grief because there won't be a lot left unsaid. So I think the surrendering is about continuing the connection when you can, when someone is dying. And I know a lot of people have relationships with loved ones that are conflicted and maybe you can't be there. So this is not about that situation. This is about a situation. If you have a loved one who is in the process of getting older and you know, there's limited time, I say, oh, just like dig in, go for it. Cause that will help. I think. And I'm glad. Yeah.
0: And I'm glad that you mentioned that because I didn't have that with my mom. She had dementia and, you know, it it was, there was a deterioration at the end. So I didn't have those moments, but crazy enough about a week before it turned for the worse. Yeah. I had a dream and in that dream, she was a little miffed with me Mm -hmm. and, you know, mother daughters, we have our We have our tiffs. Um, But then she turned around and she hugged me. And she turned for the worse a week after. So I think that was her surrender. And it's so important. And I'm glad that you mentioned it because it's so important to have that closure. Yeah. Oh. And if anyone out there is going through you know has a sick relative or a sick loved one or you have to be brave enough to let go and just say whatever you need to say, and mm-hmm. you know don't be i don't know proud or right embarrassed, just let go like of your yeah. emotions and everything you're feeling because you'll keep that if you don't. Yeah. That will, that's toxic.
1: Yeah, I agree. I love that she visited you. She, you got a little visitation and that was beautiful. Mm.
0: It was, it was now Mm. I know for myself losing just loss, I think Mm -hmm. in general, it changes you. It's literally you go through a metamorphosis and I'm going through one right now. Yeah, and I don't know what will be at the end of that. But I, I promise you it will be amazing. And I, I feel hopeful. I, I really do. Oh, good. So you, you know, you've had loss. And I'm wondering how has loss changed you and the way you live life today? Because Mm. I got a tattoo on my wrist that says, don't forget to live. And I got it a week after my mom passed. You did. And I won't forget to live every single day. Good.
1: Well, I have to say, um, I'd love to be profound, but I got drunk and I got a tattoo as well. I'm not saying you got drunk, but I got drunk and I got my tattoo. I've gotten drunk more than once since (laughs) then.
0: (laughs) So Not I think, for the tattoo, uh, how, but since then. Yeah. How do you get through it?
1: You get drunk and then you go get a tattoo and then you go on a podcast and talk to your friend about it. Uh, and
0: then you go on a trip to Italy.
1: Yeah. And then you go to Italy. Not a bad deal. Oh my gosh. What was the question? No, really. How do you get through it?
0: How
1: has has losing people changed me? That's right. How does it
0: change you? And how does it change the way you live life
1: today? (laughs) Got it. I love you. Oh my God. It completely changes you. If you are trying to get back to who you were before you lost that person, you may as well kiss that girl goodbye because that is not what you will never be who you were. And that's, I don't think you're supposed to be. I think we lose people- to deepen our relationships with ourselves. Um, and you can't have a deeper amount of joy without also a deeper capacity to feel grief. So they're hand in hand. Like, So if you can feel here, you better buckle up and get ready to feel here. But also know that as soon as you're here, that this is around the corner. So I think it's just, I think it's really changed how I view life, which is everything is so temporary. The joy is temporary. The grief is temporary. The disappointment, the stress. So I just learned to ride the wave and go, oh, this, I'm in a literal panic attack tonight about this. Tomorrow is tomorrow. It'll be different because I know I've ridden so many waves of so many losses with people. So it's given me a little bit of an armor, not really to protect myself, but to know, like, I got this, like I'm in battle with life and that's what we all have to do and the deeper you feel the harder it is so you just oh, I think I just think yeah. losing people makes you more in tune with how precious life is and believe me there's a part of me that's like the sun is rising I should get out of bed and greet the day and I'm like oh I'm staying in bed I'm tired but there are moments where I stop and go this is this is one of those moments like this is one of those moments where you seize the day or you Go for the adventure, or you book the ticket to go on a trip you shouldn't go on. Like you'll start to feel when it's time to listen to that that part of yourself. So um, that's kind of how I've come out of all of this.
0: I love it. I love it. Oh,
1: it's all messy,
0: right? Oh,
1: I love you too. I, I, I do. <laughs>
0: such a, I mean, it's messy, but there are so many good parts, right? Yep. Totally. Because even when you love hard and you lose. Mm-hmm. You love, like you, you, mm-hmm. you that feeling is just can't compare it to anything else. Mm-hmm. So of course, love comes with pain.
1: It's, that's too. I've learned, this I mean, if the universe life. said to you or God said to you one time, like you, you say, you're just sitting there chatting with God. He was like, listen, I'm going to send you or whoever, you whatever you believe in, I'm going to send you down to this planet. And you're going to have a body that's going to hopefully be good to you. And you're going to experience the worst feelings you've ever felt, but you're also going to fall in love and you're going to experience the most beautiful things you've ever felt. Would you sign up for that? And I think we all probably would say, yeah, let's go. <laughs> right. Let's do this. this so that's what we're doing. We're all on this little journey. So,
0: <laughs> so the cra this is the crazy thing. So you experience all this loss in your life and then you go and do a podcast called Near Death, where, <laughs> actually, I'm gonna let you do it. Can you share with yes. us a little bit about what the show is about, why you decided to do the show, and what do you hope hmm. that your audience will get from it?
1: Ooh, you got—you always have the best questions. Thank Why you. I decided to do the show is because it it when Molly was passing away and she was um going through this really mindful way of how she wanted to die, Reverend Peggy was her chaplain, which is hilarious because Mo- Molly was not religious. Molly was Jewish. Like she I don't know how she ended up with Reverend Peggy, but it was it was meant to be. So Reverend Peggy would come into the room and she would do prayers with Molly and talk with her and have these really intense conversations about what happens on the other side. And Reverend Peggy doesn't know what happens. She's not a magician, but what she can tell you is I've seen almost 2,000 people die. I can tell you that there is something that happens to us. I've seen multiple people see visions and people welcoming them. I can't give you all the answers, but what I can do is be really present with you for the experience that you're having and guide you through it. And when Peggy would come into the room, it would just... Become peaceful and like there was a safety about her. So she left the room one time, and I was like, Oh shit, she doesn't belong to us. She's like going to every other room in the hospital, helping with every other person. I thought I have to get to know her. So Peggy and I became friends, and I just kept thinking, I think there's something here. I think there's a show here. And Molly showed me people want to hear about this uncomfortable stuff and what they're afraid of. People want to talk about it. So I took Molly's lead reached out to Revan Peggy. I'm like, you want to do a podcast? And she was like, sure. So here we are two years later. And um, we do a weekly episode is every Wednesday. And it's we're and what we hope that people get out of it is honestly what you said at the beginning, feel less alone and feel a little less afraid. We're not going to get rid of it, but like, if we can just have conversations that soften the edges of that fear and of that like panic, and of those conversations that you should have before someone dies like what do you want what do you hope it's like what do you like that creates connection and that connection i think is part of what you talked about earlier yeah. the surrender so that's a really long-winded answer to your question but that's why we did it
0: well but give us and and that's perfect but i want you to share with us what so i've i've listened to the first two episodes thank you Mm -hmm. But what are the episodes for those who have not yet listened to it? What are the episodes like? Because I think when people hear near death, they're like, well, what is this about? So in a nutshell,
1: in a nutshell, so Peggy and I jump on the mic, we start talking like girls do we catch up about everything you can catch. The thing is interesting about Peggy is that she's a chaplain, but she's also a woman in the world who like, is dating has a life has like. I always thought chaplains were people just like floated so it on clouds I. from
0: until I heard the podcast. I was like, oh my God, who is this woman?
1: Right. She's amazing. So Peggy and I shoot the shit and hang out and laugh and talk. And then and drink martinis and drink martinis, which <laughs> is her favorite gin. She introduced me to gin, which how funny that a chaplain's like, have you had a gin martini? I'm like, no, I haven't. <laughs> and we talk about some of those 2000 cases that she's witnessed, um, death, deaths that have shaped her as a human, that have restored her faith, made her question her faith, deaths that were traumatic and supernatural and beautiful and heartbreaking. And also like a chaplain isn't just there for the people that are dying. A chaplain is also there for the staff of the hospital, a first nurse on her first night and experiences her first or his first death. Like You need some spiritual care. And it's something I didn't think about a lot in the hospital. There is a spiritual care team there. And what they see, I mean, there are things that go on in the hospital that will blow your mind. And I can't wait to get to episode like four. Oh, okay. Oh, you're like, that happens at a hospital. And she's like, yep. And I'm like, shut up. So the first two episodes are sort of an example of who Peggy and I are. How I got to know Peggy and a little bit of Peggy's life and how she became a chaplain. And then episode three, four, five, six, seven, all the way to 45. We're gonna share these stories. Wait, what? How many episodes? 45 at weekly show. No. Yes, it's weekly. (gasps) So buckle up, girl. You're gonna get me every week in your ear. That is
0: crazy. (laughs)
1: It's so some of and some of it's beautiful like baby blessings and people going through transitions transitioning from male to female where they're like grieving who they were and becoming who they're supposed to be and and then the mess there's just a mess at the hospital too there's all kinds of stuff to talk about. So uh, yeah, it's going to oh, be a good I'll good scandal. show.
0: <laughs> it has a little bit of everything. And yeah. that's what I wanted to mention like so death is not only scary but it's morbid. It's sad. It's painful. But you and Peggy managed to sh- share these experiences related to dying in a way that can be enlightening, very mm. candid, and dare I say, I-, I know it's not, but funny. There's funny. a humor to. There is a humor to these episodes, and and you it makes it lighter. So guys, don't think it's a it's a you know a show about just, you're, you're going to feel depressed or it's not at all. Thank you for it's saying actually, that. It, it really yeah. is. And it, you know, and I lost my mom, but it didn't make me feel sad. I actually, I felt better after I listened to it, to be completely honest.
1: So I'm glad oh, that, that I did. That makes me listen. feel. So I'm so glad you. you did. Thank you. Oh my God. It, I love it, you it, for it, listening it, because you easily it, it, could go. I don't want to uh, go there. But if you're looking and for a depressing take on death, this show is not it. But if you're looking to face maybe some fears and look at pers- like the death w- through a different lens, maybe right. this show is is for you. And I love that you listened after losing your mom. That Absolutely. makes me love you.
0: I did. And just like myself, I think most people run from the topic. You faced it head on, you and Peggy. <laughs> Were you, so my question Were you afraid or had any hesitation about doing a show on this topic?
1: None. Okay. Now, let me tell you, I want to be really honest (laughs) with you. I can talk about death when it's pretty. I can talk about death when like you get time in the room with people. I can talk about death when there's a conversation, but like when I'm terrified of or tragic deaths, like getting the phone call of someone like at night, I sleep next to my husband. And I put my hands up to his nose sometimes to make sure he's breathing. So mm-hmm. let's not pretend like I'm some enlightened soul. Who's like, I'm not afraid of everything. I am terrified of death. Like I'm not afraid to die. I am terrified of my people dying in a way where I don't get what I did with Molly. I don't get what I did with my dad, which was a beautiful conversation and a so yes, no, as I'm talking about it, like I can feel my like heart beating. So that stuff terrifies me. And I'm hoping that by talking about this more and being facing the thing that you fear the most, I'm going to somehow magically not be afraid, but no, I could have a panic attack right now Or we're thinking
0: about it. <laughs> I can't blame scary. you. No, but it, yeah. it, it is scary. But j- so just like you talk about your fears, yeah. have you recorded all the episodes or not yet?
1: We have recorded up until episode 12. So okay. so we, we didn't want to get too far ahead, right? We wanted to get ahead so we can like make really powerful premium content but we also wanted to know what you all wanted to hear about so we are going to be hopefully in the future including other people's stories having people call in sharing voice memos of people that are going through this that have questions want to ask a chaplain I mean we even had somebody who is dying that said they wanted to be on the show oh and talk to Peggy gosh. so so we've got we're, we're open to sort of moving with what this show needs to be for people and we're open to the to the questions and the comments so keep them wow. coming yeah. powerful
0: so I before I get into you know sort of starting to wrap up I wanted to ask you what has been the scariest thing that you've learned just in this process of listening to people's stories and speaking to Peggy and just it's a different realm so oh yeah what has been the scary, I have to ask, the scariest Well, thing?
1: it's funny you say that. It's going to sound Uh-oh. a little woo-woo and out there. But you know how the universe is like, well, if you talk about something enough, you can make it happen. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> right? But I, when I do talk about it, I always make sure that I do a little like voodoo blessing of love over me where i say this is for i'm I, i'm not trying to reap what i sow and talk about death so in a way where like it's always around me um so yeah there's a little part of me that thought God, I can't talk about this this much is it just is it just gonna come find me but uh no no I, I, no that. no <laughs> 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 no guys don't tell anyone she said that Don't <laughs> <laughs> tell anybody i said that i don't want anybody to know. <laughs> <laughs> we
0: all have some woo woo stuff. Let me tell you. <laughs> Just oh my god! Sorry. So one of the things I like to do is I wrap up the episode is to ask for advice, mantra quote, and Ooh. I wanted to know what lesson can you share about death or dying. Mm-hmm. that can help anyone who is facing their own mortality or that of someone they love.
1: Hmm. That is lovely. And I'm actually going through this in real time with um, a family member of mine. Mm-hmm. And she and I had a conversation yesterday that probably would have not ever happened if I wouldn't have gotten the guidance from Peggy and have been doing my own work on this show. And I said to her, are you afraid to die? We don't ever ask that of the people that are dying. We always are caught up in our own feelings. So make it about them. Ask them the questions. If they're uncomfortable talking about it, then you don't talk about it. But most people that are going through it can't wait to say, this is how I feel. This is what I'm going through. This is what I want. Write it down for them. Get their advanced directives. Know exactly what they want at their funeral ask them about the music ask them what dress like those things as uncomfortable as they are that elephant in the room it ain't going anywhere so you may as well talk about it and once i started having that conversation with this particular family member it opened up a whole different connection with us and now on a daily basis we exchange text messages and and voicemails talking about this and now i know when things do go awry and things do happen, I will be empowered with that information that I wasn't afraid to ask for. So have the uncomfortable conversations. That's what I would say.
0: Mm. I can't think of a better way to end it than with that. Um, I was so afraid throughout my entire life to even talk about it, see it, be anywhere near it, that I didn't have the chance to ask my mom. I do know Mm. she wanted to be cremated because she always said that's what she wanted. But I think it's important that we ask those questions and I appreciate you sharing that. Nikki, thank you so much. I want everyone to listen to this podcast. So can you please share how uh, the audience can find it?
1: Yes, yes. And find you. And I'm everywhere on social media at Nikki Boyer N-I-K-K-I Boyer, B-O-Y-E-R. The original show that I did that won the Podcast of the Year Award, which inspired everything that I'm doing, is about my dear friend Molly. It's called Dying for Sex. It's six episodes. It's a mini-series. She will change your life.
0: Oh, she changed she mine. Isn't mine.
1: <laughs> oh, she, she just did. amazing?
0: She, she did. is amazing.
1: I feel like she's still in my work. And then if you want to listen to near death, it launched last week with two episodes and the third one is coming out. So every you'll just have episodes for the rest of your life of near death. Mm-hmm. So go to wherever you get your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, CastBox, wherever it's anywhere you get your podcasts. And if I could just ask, like, if you love it, rate it and review it because there are DM me because there's nothing I love more than knowing that another human. I have to post my review, actually. <laughs> You yeah, <laughs> I love I have the response that. and knowing that it's helping people or if there's something you want to know about, like, please let us know. The show is about all of you. It's about helping other people. So thanks for giving me this opportunity you, to talk girl.
0: about it. Anytime, 32. anytime. You can come <laughs> and shoot the shit. Come on. You know that already. <laughs> we
1: should go have a gin martini sometime very soon. Oh, and let's Actually, go get a
0: tattoo. Yes, absolutely. I have another wrist so we could do <laughs> I'm due for one more, just one more. Every time I say Can one I say more, it's say one
1: like... thing, just one really silly thing? Not silly, but just like, I, it's it's coming to me and it's nagging me. So it lets me know, I have to tell you. You may not have asked your mom the questions before you, before she passed, but I feel like she's going to be giving you signs in your life as to how to honor her. So you may not have put her in the right dress or did the right- or I'm not dressed, but you know, given her exactly what she wanted, or she didn't get this or that, but you cremated her, which is exactly what she wanted. She's going to let you know how she wants you to live her life, to honor her. And that's the best thing that you can do is just keep your heart open to those visitations, those dreams, those conversations, because she's going to come in hard for you. Like she's going to, she's, she's around, by the way, what was her name? Mercedes. All
0: right.
1: She's around. FYI. Not that I'm a psychic, but I feel it. Anyway, I love you. Thank you for having me on the show. You're just an angel. Thank you
0: for being here. Guys, thank you for sharing your time and just um, hanging out with Nikki Boyer and myself today. I will talk to you soon.